Welcome to the Crack House Chronicles, your favorite true crime podcast. I am Donnie, and with me is a man that's not sure when it happened, but getting slippers as a Christmas gift is pretty awesome now. <laughs> it's Dale. Hey, that's the truth. Oh, yeah. Gotta have some slippers, slide on gimmicks. Love my slippers, man. I bet you like them because it's cold. Yeah, I got some knockoff Crocs. <laughs> the, the fur lining? <laughs> no, no, I ain't, ain't that bad. <laughs> but uh, I got some real Crocs, but I like my knockoff Crocs better, to tell you the truth. Actually, yeah, they're pretty comfortable. I think they're uh, nothings with a Z on the end that I got at an auction or something one time because it was the only place that had 13s nobody else is going to bid on. <laughs> well, they're great to slide on when you got to do something. <laughs> yeah, I like them a lot. Yeah, very, very, very cold. I ain't wearing them nowhere, but I wear them in the house. Yeah, yeah I wear them around the house if we go outside or something. I don't crock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> Where are you? Iron Maiden shirt with Crocs. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, or, or Iron Maiden Crocs. Iron. Iron Maiden. Yeah. Where are you from, boy? Yeah, Iron Maiden. <laughs> it's Iron Just Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on today, dude? Same old, same old, man. Just uh, back in here and ready to go, man. Yeah. It's been right. a while. It has. Might be a little rusty. Yeah, it might be a little bit rusty. We had to take a little bit of time off for Thanksgiving. Hope everybody had a great holiday. Yeah, man. Had to recoup and recharge the batteries. Recharge a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it, it always helps a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Man. Even though I hate not being here. Yeah. We love recording for you guys and putting out these episodes. Yeah. We uh, really have a conflict always, internal conflict about missing a week. Yeah. Though we need it, we hate to do it. Yeah. So, but anyway. But we hate to uh, do that, but we give an episode that we had on our Patreon for you guys. Yeah. So we have a little backup plan. It was plan. short and sweet, but it was good. Yeah. Yeah, very, very cool. It is the holiday season, so we know uh, you guys are pretty forgiving for us if we uh, miss a little bit of time, but we try not to. Man, we got some great listeners, don't we? We do. People that support us. Amazing, amazing. Those new Spotify numbers are pretty cool. I mean, you know, and I'm assuming that's just that's just this one year in Spotify, so you know, if it doesn't make sense to you, it probably don't to us either. But but it's cool. Seems like we we're doing well, and we appreciate all you guys. Yeah, them stats, they make no sense to me at all. I yeah. can't, I don't even look at them anymore. Just, I just a bunch of percentages and stuff. I can't, like. I can't figure it out. I don't know how they come up with what they do. But it looked positive, so I, I figured I made a reel and sent it out. They make it sound good anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> but nothing else, dude. We're going to get into this episode this week. Let's do it, man. Ain't got time for no messing around. Let's get to let's, uh, chitting, chatting. Because we got a disappearance that we're covering. Yeah. And this is uh, Bryce David Laspisa. Laspisa. Yeah, and just to get into this, it was um, in the early hours. This was on August the 30th of 2013, Okay, just a little over 10 years ago. This was when 19-year-old Bryce Laspisa, he was on his way to his parents' house. They lived in Laguna Niguel, California. This That's is in, a pretty good ways from where he was, though, right? Yes, this was in Southern California where they, li- where they lived. Yeah. And it was about 2 o'clock in the morning, 2 a.m., and he called his mom to tell her that he was going to pull off the side of the road mm-hmm. off of Interstate 5. This was in the Sierra Polona Mountains. And he was going to sleep a little bit before driving the rest of the way. Yeah. And, Dale, this was the last time that his parents, Mike and Karen Laspisa, ever heard from Bryce. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild, but it's a, there's a whole lot leading up to this, so it's going to be good. But what should have been a three-hour drive turned into a half a day of waiting because mm-hmm. when their doorbell rang the next morning mike and karen was hoping to see bryce but they got some pretty bad news well i would think you'd know it's not him because i wouldn't think he's gonna ring the doorbell no probably not but just a little bit of background on bryce laspisa he was an only child that was born on august the 30th of 1994 to parents karen and mike laspisa 
in Springfield, Illinois. I like that name, Las Pisa. Yeah, very cool name. And from an early age, Bryce, he was pretty artistic, man, mm-hmm. and easygoing. Yeah. He had a charming manner, which uh, made it easy for him to win friends. Right. Everybody liked him. He had a, a pretty big smile. We're going to post pictures of Bryce, and he had a great big old smile. Yeah. And in 2012, Bryce graduated from Naperville Central High School. This was just outside of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And in high school, Bryce, he played sports. He played football and baseball and was very athletic. He's a pretty big guy, too. I mean, not big, big, but he was tall, right? Yeah. yeah. 5'11". Yeah. Yeah, pretty fit. Yep. But his parents, they were newly retired. And they'd done well for themselves, and they decided to move to California. They must have done pretty well, because they don't look, you know, era, they don't look that old, really, to me. No. As far as, you know, being... Uh, retirement age, especially what it is now. So they must have done uh, really well. So I think they've done pretty well for themselves. Yeah. But they retired and I don't know what they did. Do we know? I don't. I've never heard that. Okay, or their age, either one. I haven't mm-hmm. seen. Okay, but they moved to Laguna Niguel, California. This is in Orange County, Southern California. Mm-hmm. Very nice area. It what, is, uh, from what I understand. And soon after arriving there, Bryce he moved to Sierra College, just ninety miles past sacramento so we're talking almost an eight-hour drive from where his parents were in laguna niguel to sierra college that's where he was going to attend college yeah he's going there for uh, graphic and industrial design so he was keeping up with the same thing that he was interested in his arts and graphics stuff that he was wanting to learn about yeah more power to him Wish yeah I but just keep in mind dude you know his parents lived in southern california he hmm. was moving almost eight hours away North. And this is a community college. Community. Which is strange to me. Yeah. A community college, and he was going to have an apartment there, and he had a roommate by the name of Sean Dixon. Right. And Bryce also had a girlfriend that he had met while there at college, at Sierra College. Her name was Kim Sly. Do you think he knew this Sean guy before him? I don't know. Otherwise, I mean, it's kind of, I guess, in, in normal college situations you know you either share a dorm or you know somebody that you're going to share if you're going to share in an off-campus apartment with so to go eight hours from where you live to go to a community college and get an apartment it's kind of odd to me that you would just book up with somebody you didn't know yeah but it had been reported that him and sean dixon his roommate became really close yeah the best of friends from, yeah from what they both saw yeah 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 I didn't say they weren't friends. I just kind of, it was just another odd thing to me. It is very odd. But he had met a girl by the name of Kim Sly. Yeah, good looking girl. Yeah. yeah. And she lived another 90 minutes north of where he lived. Did they go to school together? No. She went to a whole different school. Oh. Yes. Was her school near here or where she lived? Do we know? It was where she lived. He had met her on social media. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just keep this in mind. You say 90 minutes or 90 miles? 90 minutes or 90 miles. Yeah. I guess if you go 60 miles an hour, it'd be 90 minutes. Okay. But it was a 90-minute drive north of where he lived there at Sierra College. Okay. Now, that fall of 2012, Bryce, he enrolled there at Sierra College. And he had his freshman year, and they said everything went well. Mm -hmm. He was taking his major classes studying graphic art and industrial design. Good grades. Yeah. Yeah. And he had had a roommate, Sean Dixon, like we talked about. And he had a really good freshman year. Yeah. yeah. And he, he came home that summer. He stayed home in the summer. 
Yeah, he he also had attended a local college there in Laguna Niguel to get an English credit. He took a, he took a class. Was it an online class? Or did he actually go? Do we know? I think he and he just reported that he went. He attended. Okay. He enrolled in a class. All right. Yeah, I'm just trying not to assume stuff because I know I guess it's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just been reported that he enrolled in a class. Gotcha. Yeah, an English class to get a a jump on his classes at Sierra College. And he had a really good summer, said he hung out with friends and attended that class and just hung out, man. Had a really good time. Yep. He was uh, had a great time, but he was ready to go back to school. Told his parents, his girlfriend, his friends, all over. He was just really eager to get back in school and get back at it. Yeah. So when Bryce returned to Sierra College two weeks before classes were to resume, you know, he, like you said, he seemed ready and eager to go. Yeah. And his mom, Karen, she described a phone call they had after his return as a normal conversation he attended classes and reunited with his friends mm-hmm. everything's good to go talked about his first day at class and he was excited he had a i think he had a speech class and another graphics art class that day so he was excited to be back but now soon after he got back to school his friends sean and kim they noticed some changes in his behavior man yeah he was becoming more withdrawn, erratic, and seemed depressed. Mm-hmm. And his girlfriend, Kim, recalled that uh, Bryce admitted to taking Vyvanse. Yeah, which is something similar to uh, Adderall or something. Yes. But I think it has a little bit weirder side effects or something. Yeah, and it's used to treat <clears throat> ADHD. Correct. But this is a condition that Bryce didn't have. Yeah, therefore it becomes a stimulant. Yeah. Like an amphetamine, you know, it'll just keep you up all night. And it like, kind of works opposite. If you don't have it, it like if you have it, it calms you down and makes kind of everything slow down to kind of a normal instead of being very erratic or scatterheaded. And if you do not have it, then it becomes a stimulant. Yeah. Know, keep you up all night, that kind of thing. And like you said, it does have side effects. And they have, some of these include psychosis, depression, and mania. Mm. So that ain't good, dude. Yeah, especially if mixed with alcohol. Because that's what he was doing. Yes. His roommate, Sean Dixon, reported that Bryce began drinking hard liquor every day. Yeah, he said he was taking it at first to stay up and play video games all night, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he was drinking as much as two-fifths of liquor in a single weekend. That's a lot. Yeah. and his Especially girl- by himself. Yeah. And his girlfriend, Kim, corroborated these claims that his, that's what he was doing, taking the Vyvanse and drinking liquor, hard mm-hmm. liquor. Right. Staying up playing video games and all this mess. That's... I mean, I get it, kids do that, and they want to stay up all night playing video games, but, you know, you can't do this kind of stuff every day. I didn't, that's not good at all. No, but they said this this behavior just was completely different than his usual behavior. Yeah. And they just wondered if there's something different going on in like his life. Like he was trying to drown something out. Could have been. Yeah. Hmm. Trying to take care of something through the drugs and liquor. Right. Yeah. Trying to cope. I get it. But according to Sean and Kim, Bryce's use of Vyvanse became more frequent Mm -hmm. during the first two weeks of his fall semester. And on August the 27th of 2013, he broke up with his girlfriend Kim by text message. Which is weird. Yes, saying that she'd be better off without him. That That, that sounds like a major depressed move to me. It does. And he also sent his roommate Sean an unusual heartfelt text message reading i love you bro seriously you are the best person i've ever met you saved my soul Hmm. so that i don't know what if 
what's being meant by that because Sean had called Bryce's mom, Karen, concerned about him. Yeah, well, you know, that same day, he'd also, uh, Bryce had this pair of diamond stud earrings that his mother had given him that he really cherished, and he had actually taken those out and tried to give those to Sean as well. Yeah. And also offered to give him his Xbox, or yeah. at least an Xbox game. It depends on how you hear it. Well, according to his parents, it was the Xbox game Madden. Right. But everywhere else I've heard, it was the whole console. Yeah. So either way. Either way, it was stuff that he used a lot and stuff that was really close to him. And he would send him this weird, well, I guess not really weird, this heartfelt text message and then give him some of his personal possessions. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds like to me it's either you're sounding really suicidal, you're super depressed, or something's going on. There's there's something going on here. He's got something serious in his life that needs some attention. Yes. He's reaching out or, or just like saying goodbye to me. So I was, it's just kind of odd. Mm-hmm. Weird. Now, on August the 28th, 2013, Sean, his roommate, called Karen, this is Bryce's mom, to mm-hmm. tell her that he was worried about Bryce. Yeah, trying to figure out what was going on. And he told her about the stuff, you know, the message and all that too, right? Yes, and, he did. And the Xbox and the, the earrings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So something's definitely up. And later that night, Bryce called his mom, Karen, and he was at Kim's house. This was 90 miles north of Sierra College where he was going to school. Mm. And she was concerned enough about his behavior that she had taken Bryce's keys from his 2003 Toyota Highlander. She'd taken them away from him. Yeah, she's she's saying that she didn't think he was in no kind of condition to drive, and he was acting really weird. But I think actually what happened is that Kim had called his mom to tell her that she was worried about it and let him know what was going on. So now I think that Karen has got a phone call from Sean, the best friend, and from the girlfriend going, something's weird here, something's going on. And she's like, I took her keys. So then Karen, his mom, I'm trying not to get anybody confused, wanted to speak to uh, Bryce herself. So she mm-hmm. got on the phone with him, and he's like, look, just tell her to give me my keys. I'm fine. You know, everything's good. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm fixing to go home. That's all I want to do. You know, and so she thought, you know, he sounded okay and coherent and everything was fine. So she told um, to Kim to just give him his keys and let him go home. Yeah, because this was just weird to Karen, Bryce's mom, because, you know, he had just left home. Yeah, two weeks ago. And was fine, according to her. According to her. And then two weeks later, into two weeks later, he had completely changed once he got back to college. Right. According to Sean and Kim. Yes. So he got there, he's normal, and now even his friends are going, something's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she told him to get his keys, to give her the keys and let him go home, and she said she was going to fly out the next morning to come see what's going on. Yeah. And then he told her not to do that. He said, I got a lot to talk to you about, but just don't come out here. Mm-hmm. So he said, I guess he was assuming that he was going to go home the weekend or something. Yeah, but Karen, she had talked to Kim on the phone and told her to give the keys back to Bryce. Right. And told her son to go home, back, drive back to Sierra College. And at approximately 11.30, he left Kim's apartment. Yeah, told him to go back to bed. Yes. Yep. Now, at 1 a.m. on August the 29th, Bryce called his mom once more. And saying and, he was home. Yeah. Yeah. So assuming that he, about right. Yeah, assume that he was calling from his apartment. Yeah, because that's what she said. You just call me when you get home, so I know everything's okay. She's going to give you your keys back. You go home. You call me. Let me know you're home, because I'll be worried sick. Mm-hmm. Yep. But guess what? He, when they checked the phone records later, he was not home. Anymore. No. No. Uh-uh. He called from a location that was about an hour's drive south of Rockland. That's where Sierra College was. Right. So he had already come, left uh, the girlfriend's house, drove that hour and a half, two hours. And then an hour passed where he lived. 
Yes. Yes. Then at 11 a.m., Karen and her husband Mike were notified that Bryce had used their insurance roadside assistance service. Yeah. Well, first they got a call and said the, the insurance had got a thing from roadside assistance. They're like, well, we haven't left. And then they told him what the vehicle was. So then they knew it was him. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a, a roadside assistance of a man named Christian. He was the owner of Castro Tire and Gas. And this is in the town of Button Willow, mm-hmm. California. And he reported that he delivered three gallons of gas to Bryce after he had ran out around 9 a.m. Okay, 9 a.m. Yeah. And Christian, he even offered to return to where Bryce was to see if he had seen him. Yeah, because they were, they were calling, trying to figure out what was going on. And, and she said, you know, they can't get a hold of him. They don't know what's going on. They, she found out who had actually gave him the gas. He had called this place, and the guy's like, I mean, he didn't know her from anybody. And uh, he remembered taking the gas to the guy because, you know, he's he's a, you know, he is what, a redheaded guy? Yeah, Bryce. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, you can tell, you can remember the scene when you see him. He's very, dis- has distinct, distinct characteristics. Features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he remembered and then, you know, just offered out of his own heart. Just like, well, I'll drive back out there and see what's going on. I don't think he's going to be there, but I'll definitely do that for you because, you know, he knows how far away she was and being upset as a mother. Yeah. So Christian had taken that three gallons of gas. Right. And then he went back out there. And when he got there, he found that Bryce hadn't moved. He's still sitting there. Still sitting there, man. Yeah. What the heck? Just staring. And he went up to the car and he told him that his parents were worried. Mm-hmm. And he called them to let them know uh, Bryce's location. Mm-hmm. Sure did. And Bryce agreed to make the three-hour drive home. And Christian watched as he drove off around 3 p.m. Yep. Yeah. Now, hours passed, and Bryce's mom and dad hadn't heard from him. Nope. So they reluctantly filed a missing persons report with the Orange County Sheriff's Department. Right. Now, you know, it's kind of funny on this thing, and and we'll get into it, but it seems like everybody involved in this goes above and beyond trying to find this guy. Yeah. Because most of the time, you know, we we do these stories— and we're fixing to get into this little part about the sheriff's department. You know, somebody missing, they always like, well, it's got to be 30 days or it's got to be 24 hours. We ain't doing that. You know, it's stuff that's not important. But that's not the case here. And I was really surprised. And, and it's, it's good. Yeah. Because they kind of go out of their way to go. I mean, and he's not been missing that long. Now, you got his best friend, roommate, Sean, calling his mom. Who wants to call your friend's mom? Right. Nobody. Nobody. It's but best. he did it. Right. You know, because, you know, if you're in college, they're all, you know, I ain't saying they're all college dudes, but, you know, they're all partying and doing stuff. So they're pretty much all doing the same thing. Maybe yeah. not to the same extent or the same level. So you really don't want to call and basically rat somebody out, you know, somebody, unless you're really worried about them. Yeah. And then you're a real friend. Yeah, he said the partying stuff is was unusual, but if you're in college and not partying, to me, that's unusual. Of course, this is community college. It's not like it's still, big college, but still it's college. You're a teenager. You're blowing off steam every day. I mean, oh, yeah. Especially, you know, you're getting out of the house. you got some freedom. You're just letting it roll. Yeah. That's right. But anyway, I didn't even try to get sidetracked. I was just saying because, you know, when she calls the police department, the first thing they do is they, they call and uh, talk to AT&T and see if they'll track him by a cell phone. Yeah. And they do. Yeah. So it's really cool that they, you know, jumped right on this and they went ahead and tracked him right off the bat. And they located him just a few miles from where Christian had left him with the gas, and he was sitting in a parking lot of a hotel. Yeah. So they drive out to go check on him. And the officers reported that Bryce seemed okay. He was lucid, friendly, and showed no signs of intoxication. Yeah, he even let him search the car. 
Yeah, no drugs or alcohol were found in the vehicle. Nothing. He was just sitting there staring, just kind of like staring through the windshield like he was in a trance. They gave him a sobriety test? Everything. Yeah. yeah. Passed, no, no problem. They had, the police told Bryce's, uh, Bryce that his parents were worried and that he seemed hesitant to call him. Finally, he dialed. Called his mom. Yeah, he called his mom and Karen told him to come home. Yeah. And called Christian, the owner of Castro Tire, to check on him. Mm-hmm. And by this point, well, she, I think she actually called him back to let him know what was going on and what she found out. And he offered to go check on him. Yeah. And go, hell, I'll just ride out there again. And this dude needs a damn award or something. Yeah. He don't know these people from Adam. All he knows is he took up some gas. And the guy's still sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he, you know, he's worried about him his own self and he don't even know the guy. But by this point, Mike and Karen, Bryce's parents, were relieved when Christian called to confirm that Bryce had gotten back on to I-5 and was headed south. Right. And this is the point, you know, when he told him that he needed to get on the road and get home. He said he would. And then he said, well, I'll follow you just to make sure everything's good. So he actually followed him like an hour down the road. Yeah. And then he's like, well, he thought it was good. So when he got about an hour, he's like, well, I guess he's going this time. So he, he pulled off. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, this makes no sense. None no. of this makes no sense at all. Who would do that, man? Follow a fellow down there? You don't, you don't know this guy. You, yeah. You get to run in a business, too? Yeah. Christian, this guy, man, he's... He's a hero of the story. He's a good guy, no doubt about it. Yeah. So it was about 2 a.m. This was on August the 30th. Bryce called his mom one more time, or one last time, to tell her that he was too tired to drive anymore. Right. And he was going to pull off the side of the road to sleep. Well, at first, and they was just trying to say, well, no, you just, you're close. Just come on. And he's, what, within two or three hours from home at this point. You know, the total drive would have been eight hours or whatever. But at this point, he's within two hours, three hours or something. Yeah. It's fairly close, you know, considering. Yeah, considering you got an eight-hour drive from And then they finally realized, they thought, well, hell, he's been up over 24 hours. We need to just quit arguing let him take a nap. That's what he feels like he needs to do. So she agreed with it and expected to see him the next morning. Yeah. And at this point, we've talked about this. If this was my kid and all this is going on, I'm like, okay, you take a nap. What do you, you got to do? I'm getting in the car right then and I'm going. I'm going to go try and find him. I, tell I, me what parking lot you're in and I'm coming. Yeah. Even if I don't tell him I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah. I mean, because something's weird. Something's going on. He's been weird all day. I, I just couldn't stand it. There's no way in the world I could just sit there at the house and wait. Yeah. Not with my kid. So, when the doorbell rang six hours later, it wasn't Bryce nope. at their doorstep. Yep. It was the California Highway Patrol officer. And Bryce's car had been found abandoned near Castaic Lake. Yep. They pulled up and asked if the Highlander, the, the owned one, was like, yeah, that was our son's car. Yeah. And the rear window had been shattered, and his phone, laptop, and wallet were found inside. But there was no trace of Bryce at all. Well, it went shattered because he was busted out from the inside, but, but it was also yeah. down a 25-foot ravine. Yeah. It wasn't just found. I mean, he was like off the road down 25 foot on the side and laying on the side, I think. So they said the, it looked like the car had landed. So when they say landed, that means the car must have been an airborne at one time. Either that or rolled several times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you mean, if you're driving off the side of the road on a 25-foot ravine, you're going to be airborne. At some point. At some point, unless you're just creeping over the edge. Yeah. But the, anyway, the car was on its side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also Bryce's duffel bag or book bag was there, and it seemed to have been rummaged through. Everything was there except him. Yeah. All of his stuff. Yeah. And the window was busted out from the inside. Like, that's the way he got out. And there was, they found, like, 
two, three drops of blood in the car. That was it. Mm-hmm. Nothing major. It could have been anything. Yeah. But surveillance footage showed that at 2.15 a.m., Bryce had turned onto an access road rather than pulling off for a roadside nap. Right. Okay. And this was at Castaic Lake. And even divers had dredged Castaic Lake and found no trace of Bryce. Right. They even said that uh, through the surveillance footage, when they seen him, I guess they had CCTV cameras or something, that it actually looked like when he went off the side of the road, that he never even break. Actually, like he accelerated. It did. Yeah. So that, that makes no sense to me at all either. No. Not, yeah. I was going to say, you know, maybe he just fell asleep, you know, and whatever. But if he, he didn't fall asleep and then turn off onto a frontage road and then do it. Yeah. You know, so he's pretty cognitive of whatever, whatever's going on at this point. But the police, they brought out uh, tracking dogs, and they tracked his scent across a bridge around the lake, across the top of the dam of the lake, nearby a truck stop where Bryce's trail went cold. Right. They didn't find anything else on him. So they tracked his uh, scent a long way. They even brought a dog in the next day. And he followed the same trail. Yes. Yeah, so that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. So they didn't find anything of Bryce. So the, there is a, a truck stop near there. I just wonder if Bryce got into a truck somewhere and got a ride and just left. He could have. There's a lot of stuff, you know, backstory stuff that we found out that we didn't know before, but we'll get into that, some theory stuff here. Mm-hmm. Now, on September the 4th, 2013, charred remains were found near Castaic Lake. And this was just, just not far at all from where the car no. was found. But they were found not to belong to Bryce Laspisa. Right. And even four years later, there was a skull found off nearby Templin Highway, and it was also ruled out. Hmm. And similar reports over the years have also left the investigators empty-handed on this case. But it just seems to me that Bryce taking this Vyvanse and drinking large amounts of liquor, mm-hmm. this had a severe effect on not just a... a mild effect it it severely affected him because he was staying up all hours it seems to me that he was in some kind of manic state yeah he was something was going on Either that he was or something happened to him that nobody knows and he's just trying to drown it mm-hmm. he had some kind of mental breakdown or something going on here or let's uh bryce just died somewhere out there and they haven't found his remains or maybe bryce just didn't want to go home yeah, there's some things we've read about that too. That he, yeah. there were some problems at home that that have uh, been kept out of most of the media attention. Yeah, that uh, we've read on some posts and stuff, basically saying that he had like a drinking problem, basically when he was younger, and he also been into uh, drugs like MDMA and stuff before. So it's not his first time drug and alcohol, and mm-hmm. I mean, he just didn't get his college started up. This is already happening, and then it, it was also said, you know, that. Uh, Maybe his parents weren't the best parenters, and that uh, they was just because that 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 was one of the reasons he was so far away from home that they was just trying to get him out a little bit, which yeah. is weird to me to be a parent, but I get it. Going to school eight hours away to a community college, yeah. You know, I understand if it was a big university and that's where you wanted to go, and a lot of people do it and they do it every day. But it, when the community college is a little bit different to me. It is unless that's just they had like the best graphic design. In the nation, yeah. I mean, other than that, I don't know how to explain it because I don't. I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't understand either. Because you'd think in Southern California they would have community colleges there or even universities, yeah, that would have these graphic arts degrees. Correct. 
Yeah, why, why eight hours away? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But, you know, his freshman year, he went great. Mm-hmm. He didn't have any problems. Uh, his girlfriend and his best friend roommate said he was great, had a good time, was fun guy. But yeah. then when he came back, two weeks before classes started in his sophomore year. Well, he was like, seemed like he was good up until classes started, right? Yeah. Or at least, you know, nobody said anything. Maybe he wasn't worried about it. Maybe everybody was staying up all night playing games for two weeks before classes started. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when it's time to buckle down, he just never did. And he wasn't partying with groups of people. He would party with himself or with another person. Right. When well, he's probably would, playing games online with everybody else. I don't know for that for sure, but I'm assuming he was. Because mm-hmm. that's what most people do now, especially for staying up all night to do it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not that big a gamer guy. Can't, no. be, can't be Mario and all night. That's about as far as no, I'm. Not when you have to. <laughs> not when you have to work for a living. Right. But whatever the truth is, that this appearance was a tragedy for all his family and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It didn't make any sense. I don't. I don't know, and it still doesn't make sense to me. This is guess is just why it's still unsolved. Mm-hmm. But as far as we know, the thing that I've read that basically law enforcement. It basically closed the book on this and saying it's like voluntary uh, missing. Yeah, he just walked away from his life. Yeah, everything that they can see. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they've, I mean, of course, they can't track none of his, his credit cards or anything because he, he left them there. Yeah, wallet and everything. What would he do? I mean, I don't know. Where would you go? You'd have to be, nowadays, you can't just walk off and start a new life. Everything's connected to everything. Unless he's living in a homeless encampment somewhere. Yeah, or some kind of cult-like atmosphere yeah that would be the only thing Mm -hmm. but bryce went missing on august the 30th of 2013 and he is considered endangered missing Mm -hmm. he is 19 years old and his height is 5 foot 11 his weight is 170 pounds and he was described as wearing a blue and white checkered shirt with white cargo shorts size 12 red and white nike shoes and his vehicle he was driving was a beige 2003 Toyota Highlander. And some distinguishing characteristics of Bryce, he is a Caucasian male, bright red hair. Yeah. So he's very, like we said, he's very distinguishable. Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, it'd be hard for him to hide. Yeah. He'd stand out. Yeah. He has uh, bright green eyes. He also has a tattoo of a Taurus bull head with his birthday in Roman numerals on his upper left arm. Yeah, it's pretty big, too. Yeah, it covers the whole upper arm and shoulder area. Mm-hmm. And his ears are pierced. So it's just a crazy case, man. I just Yeah, I don't know. Unless he had like some kind of psychotic break from taking all that violence and drinking all that liquor. And Kim's girlfriend said he'd been up at that point when he was at her apartment for several days without sleep. Yeah, I didn't At least three days without sleep. That ain't good at all. Mm-mm. So yeah. you know, you know, driving without sleep—that's the worst thing ever. Being sleep—that's worse than drunk driving. Oh yeah. I just wonder if he was trying to run his Highlander into the lake. I wonder how Ooh, close. I don't know. That's yeah, how a good close question. the? I even thought about that. How close? You know, it, it said it looked like he had hit the accelerator instead of the brake. Yeah, maybe he thought he was going into the water and it just went straight down a, a hill. Yeah. Hmm. Then thought about that. But they did dredge that lake, and they've searched it several times, and they haven't found, found anything. Nothing, right. Well, I and mean, then they found a, you know where he walked to the truck stop, you said. Yeah. Yeah. So he could have went there and got a ride. He could have 
I mean, it's possible he could have had a burner phone that they didn't know because everything I read, his parents were pretty overbearing as far as running his life and pretty much made it aware to him that nothing he had was his. Everything, they owned everything and they could take it all away and basically had a control of his Facebook page and his uh, email accounts and went through his phone to check his uh, text and who he's talking to. So he could have possibly had a burner phone that they didn't know about so he could actually have some kind of privacy. He could have... Uh, been waiting around to have trying to line up a ride or something you know and then maybe somebody met somebody at that truck stop yeah i don't i don't know it's it's all speculation because nobody knows anything but it just it's just stuff goes through your head you know you talk about being overbearing too bryce still has an active facebook page and this is this is weird to me because i've looked at it and there are posts on there that says this is bryce's mom making a post yeah so she had access to that account right so yeah, they were, yeah, the things I've read too, and you pointed out that they were pretty overbearing parents. Yeah. Yeah, saying that they would just, his dad would just get on him hard and heavy and just berate him even if he couldn't figure out a, how to finish up his math homework or something. Just, But I, I don't know this for sure. It's just stuff I've read. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the people, so, but I don't know. But it's kind of odd, even if you were just getting away, that you would be, you would just disappear for good. Mm-hmm. And this has been 10 years. Yeah, 10 years this past August. Yeah. Still no sign of Bryce Laspisa. So, I don't know. Maybe he was severe depressed and taking all that medicine on top of that. I don't know, dude. It's just, I don't want to talk about the guy running around. He may not have been depressed. I don't know, but something's going on. Mm-hmm. He was getting the hell out for some reason or trying to. But the investigating agency is the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office. And if anybody has any information on Bryce Laspisa, they can call area code 323-890 5500 or you can contact your local missing person center or contact us and we'll forward it on yeah we will but that's pretty much the end of bryce david laspisa he's been missing since 2013 mm-hmm. it's a sad tale i don't know man it's it'd be hard to take as a parent you know good or bad you know that would surely wake you up something like that happened but I don't know. I'm like I said, when my, if it had been my kid and they called me on the side of the road and like I'm coming out to get my ass in the car and go. You'd be right. You stay put. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm coming to you. Lock the door, take a nap. I'm on my way. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't take it. Especially after you've been chasing that, you know, chasing phone calls and stuff for almost 24 hours. You know? Yeah. You know, what's going on? Doesn't have two phone calls from close friends saying something's going on, this, this, something's wrong. And then. And then would you, how bad would you beat yourself up after going, hey, he's fine, give him his keys and let him go. Yeah. You know, something's going on. Very, very strange. Mm. But that is the disappearance of Bryceless Pisa, Dale. Mm. All right, bro. All right, man, we're going to get out of here. Let's roll. We want everyone to be safe. Please be careful and always be aware of your surroundings. Because the next episode could be about you. This is the Crack, Crack House, House Chronicles. Chronicles.